welcome back to the Jordan and Patrick Show. We are your hosts, as always, Jordan and Patrick. Surrounded here on this table by every alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, quite, quite a bit of alcohol. Quite a, quite a bit of different things. <clears throat> Not enough alcohol, but quite a bit of alcohol. Never enough. That's a good sound. Well, according to, uh, I don't even remember his name, but the guy who commented on my TikTok video, we can't drink these Guinness because Guinness is worth nothing if not in a Guinness glass. Well, uh, we have Guinness glasses. Yeah, but they're downstairs. Correct. And I'm not getting them. Laziness trumps Guinness. Well, it doesn't trump Guinness because I'll still drink Guinness out of the bottle. Right. Well, the only reason I did, normally, I mean, you know, anytime we have Guinness, I get the Guinness glasses. Absolutely. But... My local liquor store, as we've said many times, doesn't have the Guinness with the nitrous um, widget. With the widget, yeah. Um, So there's really no point in pouring that Guinness, this Guinness, the bottled Guinness, into a glass because it doesn't matter. It's not fresh Guinness, as they say. But we do have Guinness. We do have Stella. Stella! And I just have a, a tiny, tiny bit of uh, bourbon left, which I, I will drink rather swiftly. And I'm going to be yep. powering through yeah, I don't this even want to hear it. UV blue raspberry flavored vodka. You uh, disgust me. Be pounding it because... Ugh. You know, I just realized, so ah. to try to be more professional, which that's, yes. that's a failed endeavor anyway. Um, so I turned the fan down. Uh-huh. Because normally you can kind of hear it in the uh-huh. background of the show. Uh, now it's hot as ass in here, and yeah. you can still hear my squeaky ass chair. So it's like, what's the point? I should have kept the fan running. Right. I think it's funny because you're like, in an effort to be more professional, I'm going to make ourselves uncomfortable for the sake of re- reducing outside noise. And then on the other end of the microphone, I'm over here with my. <sighs> yeah, but they, I think everyone every understands what that is. <laughs> like, oh. I get it. It's good to be back, though. It is. Bi-weekly episodes. Yep. Probably going forward until something changes. Um, plenty to talk about, though, because the internet always gives you some good shit. It's a beautiful place. But the first thing I wanted to say, and we briefly spoke about it the other day, but I never want to fail to give us credit Oh, of course not. I'd love patting myself on the back. That's how I got injured. <laughs> yeah, I want to pat us on the back for our transparency when it comes to our fandoms, which will lead into the overall main point that I wanted to talk about. But we have said on the show many times that we are not above having our minds changed about something. If yeah. there's a valid reason for yep. our minds to be changed. And it's weird that we both had a revelation this week. For two different universes. No, no, for the same universe, same but from universe. two different people. Yeah, from two different people. But it is what we talk a lot about, what started the podcast, uh, Star Wars. Uh, if you listen to the show, assuming the episode's still there, because some of the olden episodes and seasons have been deleted for severe lack of audio quality. Yeah. But if you listen to the show, we came out of Rise of Skywalker, and... Um, were pleasantly surprised at the time. Yeah. 
We were back on with Star Wars. We then watched Force Awakens, changed our minds a little bit. We never changed our mind on Last Jedi. You can't change our mind on Last Jedi. But there was two different experiences this week where we both watched a video. For me personally, it was uh, Robert Meyer Burnett, Rob Servations on YouTube. Dude's a boss. Awesome guy. Phenomenal voice. Like, I almost listened just for his voice. I know. He's such a great voice. And my voice sounds like this. (laughs) I want to strive to make my voice sound cooler during the podcast. I mean, it's the same deal, like, with Jack Black and his singing talents. Like, you hear it, and you're like, oh, and and I sound like this. Like, why? Yeah. Why talent? Why did you pass me by? (laughs) But Rob made some good points that I won't delve into a ton, but he made good points about Force Awakens and why he didn't think it was a good film and why the sequels are all bad. And it was all predicated on the fact that J.J. Abrams did an interview where he admitted that they never had a plan. So basically, each film was made up as it went, which is is blatantly obvious. But just to hear the guy that was in charge admit that... Crucify him. It pissed me off. It's like, we knew it, yeah. I mean, you could tell. But then to hear it. Yep. Like, it's like, no, keep it to yourself. But then just come out and say, the guy that was handed the keys to the most successful IP... Didn't take the time to plan a thing out for it with countless, endless, limitless lore and source material decided to, like you said, just wing it. Yeah. You, you did, you didn't deserve to be handed the mantle of Star Wars, dude. Not only did he wing it, but he copy pasted a new hope into the force awakens, except it then ruins what Rob was talking about. It then ruins. Always, always, if you like the sequels, that's awesome, that's great, you still should. You know, if you're listening to this show, it's for, I don't know why you're listening, but thanks. Anyway, if you <laughs> like something, right, if you like something, continue to like it. Don't don't let anyone's opinion change your mind if you're dead set on it. But if you're interested in hearing other opinions that may or may not sway you, um, you come to the right place. Yeah. But yeah, he, he was talking about how The Force Awakens in his mind... Um, ruins the previous film because the plight of our characters in the previous three films is immediately thrown out because all of a sudden a newer, bigger bad in the First Order has risen up in a very short period of time in between you defeating the Empire, then they make an even bigger super weapon, and they do even bigger global or galactic damage. So he's like, that's just a slap in the face to all the characters and all of their trials and tribulations in the original trilogy, when all of a sudden, a few short years later, they were all too stupid to never see the First Order coming. Uh-uh. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. And that's that's a like a – there can be a logic flaw in something. Like you brought up the guy talking about um, Harry Potter and them using owls. Right. When you could literally use the mail or yeah. anything else, yeah, that that is a that's a plot hole or a logic issue that's that easy for me past. to be like, yeah, that's yeah. cool. But then to take the the issue of of what Rob was saying about Force Awakens is like, well, yeah, I can't get past I can't that. Get past that. When I watch the movie with that mind, yeah. yeah, it's like I, I can't get past it does, that. It, it doesn't make sense. So yeah, so I'm it brought go. me all the way back around to I I don't like the sequels at all. I, I still stand firmly that. Episode 7 and Episode 9 have some really great things about them, mm-hmm. but I would still I, – I, I would I would go back in time and erase them from ever happening if I could. 
Yeah, please, though. I, don't. Would, I would rather not have a Star Wars Episode 7, 8, and 9 than to have the 7, 8, and 9 that we got. I agree. I still I still feel that way. Yeah, because if I could decanonize them, I would. I would. But I can't. Um, and here we are. Yeah. But I think Star... I think um, whoever's in charge, I guess Kathleen Kennedy, but oh, Star Wars in general, I feel like they've already decanonized them. Like, they're going to work off of that timeline because they have to. But I don't think we're ever going to get direct references to any of those characters. Which is fine with me. Or anything else. It's all going to be – they're going to act like it never happened. And I think, too, that there was a lot of potential that just wasn't lived up to within the individual characters. Like, Ray had a lot of potential to be a far better character than she ended up being. Kylo Ren did not even scratch the surface of the potential his character should have been. Phasma – to, did not even open a magazine and read an article about the potential that she had, um, and you know shit like that. But yeah, yeah, I think they just overall, like like I said, there's seven and, and nine have some things I really really like, uh, but they still they missed the mark. There's just too many things that there's more know, bad than good. Yeah, you know, or there's more questions and the, and the than ratio, answers. It, the ratio of bad to good is too out of balance to just. For me personally, to just accept it and move on. Yeah, I mean, I accept that they're canon because I have to, and they're probably going to draw off of it only in timeline sense. Mm -hmm. But I really think, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think they're going to really acknowledge them going forward. I don't think they're going to do anything else with those characters. I mean, obviously, you can't with Kylo Ren. He's he's dead. Kylo Ben. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I don't know. It just it it brought my entire point was. We are not opposed to changing our minds, no. and we've said it many times, we, and this is a great example. We are willing to die on the hills that we stand on, but if you bring a valid argument to the table, I like to th I like to think, because I've been accused by many people, especially back in Ohio, about determining my opinions on movies or comic books or whatever based solely on my personal bias. And it's easy for a person who is biased to claim that they're not biased. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you really... If you are, I feel like nine times out of ten, you don't actually know that you are or not. Right. I feel like I'm not, though, because I've changed my mind on a lot of things if the argument is brought to me. I I like to think that I look at things with an open mind. Um, and this is a prime example because Episode 7 came out. I hated it. Episode 8 came out. I hated it. Episode 9 came out. I liked it. And it fixed some of my issues with Episode 7. And I convinced myself that I liked 7 and 9 and 8 was I still hated and then I hear these legitimate, you know, very, very well thought out issues and arguments for why they're not good. And like, oh, you know what? I agree. You're, yeah. you're, you're right. They're, they're not good. But also bias shouldn't be confused with preference. Right. Like we, we like what we like. Like we were drawn yeah, to certain like stories and ideas. It shouldn't be confused. Bias shouldn't be – preference shouldn't be immediately be labeled under bias. Yeah. Like I think – and I think I've talk, talked about it before on here. I think a lot of people like to just throw that word around. Like you think it's good because you like it mm -hmm. because you're biased. And I like to think that I choose to like things because I think they're good, not the other way around. So – Yeah, but we all have a preference. Like no do. one should kid themselves. You're drawn to a certain style, a certain storytelling, you know, genre. Like we're all drawn to a certain thing. And that's the first part. You have to be able to admit to yourself that 
yes, I'm drawn to this. And if you want to call that bias, you can call it what it is. But there's there's preference, and it shouldn't be confused with bias. We'll say that. Because. Reasons. Reasons. Yep. Two or three of them. But that kind of brings me into, you know, Star Wars in general and, you know, bias and being able to change your mind and, and basically all the debates that are had as fans in general. Um, it brings me into the main thing I wanted to talk about. So... Zack Snyder, of course, no one's surprised. Everyone's rolling their eyes at home. Yep. A hush falls over the crowd. Right. Um, but Zack Snyder did an interview um, last week, I think it was, with uh, on a podcast called Straight Up. And it was a fairly long interview, and he had a lot to say and a lot of good points about a lot of things. But the main thing that he said that I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, that has to be talked about. Um, was this, and I'll go ahead and play the clip. It's a short clip. It's 14 seconds. That's too long. Right? I can't hold my interest for 14 seconds. Yeah, right. So here we go. Toxic fandom, toxic, toxic fandom, and I would hope, and, and by the way, it exists, frankly, in every fandom. Like Star Wars, Yeah. they make my fans look like pussycats. Um, like, it's <laughs> literally, like, I don't know toxic toxic fandom and i would hope and by the way so that was him on uh people claiming that his fans are toxic and they bullied their way into getting his movie made yeah toxic fandom yeah because the the i don't know if there's any fandom out there currently and i will turn this around in a moment but i don't think there's any fandom out there currently that gets as much hate as the snyder fans do right um for being toxic it's hell the fucking CEO or what is Ansarnoff? CFO? See something? Oh, some big wig over there, at Warner Brothers. I mean, she did the interview after Snyder Cut came out, calling out toxic fans. You know, I, I can't think of and and nobody in Warner Brothers has room room to talk because yeah. to demand that you use the money that you're getting from us to see your movie to make the movie quality is not toxic. You're, well, you're paying your bills with money you get from us as we pay for tickets, as we pay for DVD and Blu-rays. Blu you know, that that's the whole – you're selling a product. And if your product's not good, absolutely I have every right as a consumer to be pissed off about it. Yeah. See, the, the, And when you give us the 2017 Justice League, <laughs> you're going to have people upset. Yeah. I think the problem is – Hollywood's yes. toxic. Yes, but I will say, yeah, it's obvious. Warner Brothers is the the great example of uh -huh. it. Look what they've done to Ray Fisher and all these other people, and they get a pass. But my my point is, yes, there are toxic fans mm -hmm. in the Snyder Cut movement. Absolutely, because like Zack Snyder was saying, there's toxic fans in every movement. There is. The problem is, all of us Snyder fans are getting lumped in because of, what, 10, 20, 30 bad apples? So thousands of people are now all toxic? And I think that's what Zach's saying, saying here. He's like, toxic fans, come on, have you seen Star Wars? Yeah. They he, they make my fans look like pussycats, and it's a great 
I mean, it's the truth. Star Wars is, and I'm not going to label the entire fandom, but what he's trying to say is the ratio of good to bad in his fandom is scaled in the direction of good. Yeah. He said it in a previous interview back in March where he said, you know, toxic fans don't raise all this money for suicide prevention. You know, and Star Wars, it's the same way. There are a ton of toxic fans. But overall, I don't believe the entire Star Wars fandom is toxic. No. But the problem is the lumping together of all the fans as toxic because some are. But it's also his point is the fans that are toxic in the Star Wars world are way more toxic than my fans. I don't think I – off the top of my head, I don't think I've ever heard a fandom where a person said, well, if you were a true fan, then blank. Like I have in the Star Wars fandom. Like I'm, oh, I yeah. currently see it on TikTok all the time where somebody replies to a comment because, you know, I follow this person because they like Star Wars and they post Star Wars content. And they'll post a video replying to somebody's comment and the comment will start out that way. Well, this isn't right because if you were a true fan, you would know, et cetera, et cetera, about Star Wars or whatever. And it'd be something tied to the fucking books from 1994 or some bullshit. Yep. Like, yeah, there's there's no place for that. There, there, you, you have no right... Oh, that was louder than I thought it would be. You, you have no right to look someone in the eye or look on their social media app profile or whatever and ever use the words to some to somebody to imply that they're not a real fan of something that they claim they're a fan of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's different if they're like, oh, yeah, I love Star Wars. Spock's my favorite character. <laughs> like, OK, yeah, maybe they're not a fan of Star Wars. Maybe maybe they they're maybe they got the title wrong and, you know, they actually do really like Star Trek and they they don't know or whatever. But to to see somebody who claims to like something and enjoy something, who am I to tell them that I know them better than they do and they're not a real fan? That, that doesn't make sense. That's what's happened in this day and age, I suppose. I mean, it's the social media age, man. You can. You can have five followers on Twitter and tell someone what you think and piss them off. You can be as toxic and a troll and whatever you want. You have that power now. So it's being brought more to the forefront. Like I'm sure it's always been there. There's always been those fans. But it's just out there for the world to see it now. And furthermore, being a fan of something and enjoying something does not mean you have to know every bit of lore about it. Hell no. You can watch a movie one time and love it and consider yourself a fan of that movie because you love it. There are things that genuinely bring me joy when I watch them that I haven't watched since... 2002 and I don't remember the characters names from it you know a perfect example I absolutely love love adore praise nothing but good things to say about the never ending story I haven't watched it in probably 15 years I don't remember a lot of the things that happened in it I don't remember a lot of the characters names and whatnot. Um, but if you sit there across the table from me and tell me that I don't like the never ending story we're going to fight right like we're, we're going to argue we're going to raise our voices a little bit because who are you to tell me that i don't like something yep even though it gen- like i'll sit i'll sit down and think about the never ending story and smile because i fucking love it it's so good it's so classic yeah but, but you haven't watched it in 14 yeah, years so you're not a yeah. fan so if you you know make a 20 question trivia and i'm probably not going to get them all right because it's been a while but you know knowledge and enjoyment are not the same thing you you can no, yeah. you can enjoy a thing and not know I mean, look at how many people have seen Star Wars Episode 7, 8, and 9 and truly enjoy them. 
you know, especially looking at the younger generation who might not have seen the original trilogy. Definitely. Or might not have seen the prequels. They enjoy the movies. I can't sit there and say, well, you're not a real Star Wars fan because you didn't watch episode one through six and you didn't watch them four, five, six first <laughs> and then one, two, three and then the entirety of Clone Wars. Like, no. Yeah. It's, that's not my place. If they like a thing, good for them. Yeah, I mean that that's how it always should be. If you like it, you like it and that's cool. But we 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 live in a time where everyone has to not everyone. Once again, I'm generalizing. I try I'm trying not to generalize so much. Um but like there there are people that feel the need to always rain on your parade basically. That that's just the name of the game. Like if you like something, they'll tell you why you shouldn't. If you think something's good, they'll tell you why it's bad. And there's a difference in constructive criticism or debate over something and then just someone straight up being a troll. And I think that's what really encompasses toxic fans, you know, trolls, toxic fans, whatever you want to call it. That That is what people are talking about. But we have to stop. The media has to stop. Mm-hmm. I feel like the media does it more than fans do. I think fans understand. Like, fans get it. There's toxic sects or cults or groups in a fandom. Fans get that. But the media can't help itself but lump everyone into one giant basket. Yep. Like, the, the movie media can't help but do it. And, it, I mean, it doesn't help that those people who are extremely negative and willing to They're the loudest. People, they, they are the loudest. And they are willing. Like, if, if I see a TikTok video or an Instagram post or something where they're like, this is what I like about Luke Skywalker. And I agree with them. I'll, I'll like double click and give them a like and normally move on. But the one person, the toxic person who disagrees writes a comment. Yep. Calling them an idiot and belittling them and whatnot. So th- they're actually taking their opinion to the internet. Yep. And posting it publicly for everyone to see. And there, there's more people doing that than there are people like, you know, like me and you who, who actually agree with whatever's posted, but we don't take the time to say that. Yeah. I mean, a great example is a guy that works in the in the building industry. I was I was talking to him, and he talked about how their jobs are based on surveys now. Like when they build someone a home, that person leaves them a survey, and basically the re- results of that survey are what decides whether or not they keep their job. You know, the corporation looks at it as whether or not they're doing a good job based on their survey scores. And he was telling me, he's like, "Do you when you go out and have a dinner?" And it's really nice, and they ask you at the end when they give you the receipt to fill out the quick survey, but you had a good time. He's like, do you ever do it? No. And I'm like, no. And he goes, yeah, but if you had a bad time, where are you going to go? Yeah, the internet. Yep. He's like, that's the problem with surveys. And I feel like this correlates into what we're mm-hmm. saying, into the loud trolls and the silent trolls. When you like something, you just like it. Yeah. You don't feel the need to comment, and, yeah, I agree with you, awesome. Yeah, and you're content to just know that you feel yep. the same. And when you don't like it or you're a troll, then you feel the need to speak out. Yep. And that's that's what happens. I start doing that. Practicing being a better person. Start writing positive surveys. Right. Going to Taco Bell? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was great. It was good. Start was getting great. everyone's name every time. What's yep. your name? I'm putting you on the survey. I want to put you on the survey. Yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of speaks to a, a fault in our character as people that like things as well. Like, it's not that hard to take a second and do a survey. Yeah. It's unfortunate that corporate, and, the corporate world has gone to surveys, oh, yeah, though. I worked at Walmart, and they told us we'd be at like a 98% or whatever satisfaction 
for the online grocery pickup. And they would tell us, you know, we needed to push surveys, push surveys. Basically what it boiled down to is for every one bad survey we got, we needed 10 good ones yep. to even it out. And it's like, it's that, out. That's, yeah. not, that's not fair. You can't build a system on that. Because like you said, like that guy said, nine times out of 10, when you enjoy something, you just enjoy it. Then you move on about your day. Yep. It's the people who had a bad experience that make sure you know they had a bad experience. And ruin it for everyone else. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, though, it works the same way with review bombing. Like if something gets review bombed, a, a game or a movie, you can get on there and leave a one star or a half star or a no star. And that's going to take more of a toll on the See, overall rating yeah. than like five, four stars. I have that problem in general with whoever created the average system. Because the the entire system of averages is complete bullshit. Because you, you, what, you take the total reviews and then whatever, whatever stars they give, then you divide it by whatever, whatever, and then yep. you get... So if if nine people rate it a ten, but one person rates it a nine or rates it a one, then the average score is going to be like a I don't know, been drinking, but it's going to be like a seven. <laughs> yeah, or, or there's something. an algorithm there. Like it doesn't that, because one guy yep gave it one, it'll drag the total average down by three four points mm-hmm. which doesn't make it doesn't make sense and then people we see it in the news all the time you know they'll be like your a- your average person lives to be 98 years old or whatever like n- no they don't <laughs> no they don't at all or, or 78 years old or whatever but that's because they're taking i went way off on this one but they're taking like people who die really really young in accidents mm-hmm. or or you know health issues or whatever and then the people who live to be 112 and then condensing them all together and your average person lives to be 78. Like, right. No, they don't. Yeah. It, it's not how how that works. No, if I, I get to I be get 78, Mathematically, man. it is how it works, but I don't right. like it because it doesn't tell you enough, especially in, you know, I don't know why I went straight to the average life and death and whatnot, but... <laughs> It's been a long week. Yeah, it's been a long, long, long week for me. Um, In reviews and, and, you know, critics and um, ratings and whatnot, it could very easily make something good look terrible because the minority, you know, got their hose kinked about something stupid and gave it a one star. Which I mean, even and which I even find that hard to believe because if you're being honest, how many movies are you going to give a one star? But that's the thing; they're not being honest. Exactly, they know what they're doing when they're they leave fucking it. with overall scores. Yeah, they they know how it works. Yeah, I mean, and it, it brings. I mean, to bring it around, we're talking about toxic fans in the Snyder cult. Yeah, which is what it gets called. I'm a proud member. <laughs> um, toxic fans there. We're talking about toxic fans in the Star Wars fan base. And now it's been a while. Been but a while. Na- yeah. Now we're starting to see toxic fans come to light again in the Marvel community because the review embargo has lifted for Black Widow. And I've read a lot of reviews and a lot of people like it and some people don't. Some people don't that normally really dig on the MCU stuff. They don't like it. 
the fans are crushing those people. The, the, the toxic fans, not the whole fan base, but it, it fits into our narrative, into the story we're telling here of every fucking fandom has them. You cannot judge the entire fandom no. based on the minority that's Absolutely the loudest. Absolutely not. And that works in all phases of life. You cannot judge the whole because the little tiny bit of bad people, you know, yeah. you can't. And I want to get that off my chest. Good. Because it's, it annoys me. It's annoyed me for a long time. And the Ann Sarnoff interview shows a complete disconnect from the corporations, as in Warner Brothers in this case, a disconnect between them and their real fans. Yeah. Like they do not, when you have to end the interview, talk about the toxic fans. It's like, no, don't bring them up. It's enabling, if anything else. Like, no. Always, even if it's not true, and obviously I'm, I'm not some rich corporate bigwig, but in my mind, even if it's not true, why would you not always spin the positive? Right. Like you get in that interview, you're like, no, our fans are fucking amazing. Like they're the best of all time. Best I've ever seen. You know, I mean, something. Why even bring up the toxicity? I, see, I like to feel like that's how I would be. Like if 700,000 people trashed a thing that I just made and 300 of them like it, I'd be like, yeah, I got the best fans that, you know, they're super kind. They're super positive. They, you know, they like what I did. Like, fuck those 700,000 other people, which I know for something like that, you need 700,000 people because you need to make money. Right. But why are you focusing? Why do they have your attention more than the people who are good and positive? A great example. James Mangold, who directed Logan, um, Ford v. Ferrari, a lot of great films. He's a phenomenal director. He's doing the next Indiana Jones movie that's currently filming. (gasps) And I, I shouldn't speak on this because I don't have it pulled up, so I don't know exactly what was said. But I'll, I'll paraphrase the whole situation. You can look into it if you want to. But um, a troll hopped on mm. his Twitter, James Mangold, this big Hollywood director, to talk about how Indy's going to be bad because Kathleen Kennedy's involved and all these brought up this whole litany of reasons. Harrison Ford's too old. You shouldn't even be making it. So he brought up this entire you know mess of reasons why it's bad. And James Mangold responded and got into a Twitter feud with this guy. And like Mangold was really mad. Like he went into it. Don't. Like you just, are. Just ignore him. You are a That's millionaire. You're a successful director. You made arguably the best Wolverine slash X-Men film. Oh, it is. You've made phenomenal movies. You're making an Indiana Jones movie. And you're coming off the heels of Crystal Skull, so anything you do is going to be good. Yeah. You know, you're doing all of this. Why feed that fire? Like, why give him that attention? On a side note, I read a theory the other day about uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull that I found interesting. Um. Because I remember when I first saw it, I really liked it. And then, like, it never even crossed my mind that other people didn't like it. I didn't from the get-go. Walked out of theater pissed. (laughs) And then a lot of people I talked to didn't like, at the time, didn't like that aliens were in it. Oh, I had no problem with that. And I was like, why does that bother you? Because because the legend of the Crystal Skull is a real legend, Mm -hmm. which is what Indiana Jones has been doing for a long time. The whole time. Based on real history. Yeah. You know, or, you know, real stories and the kingdom of the, or not the kingdom, but the crystal skull, the alien crystal skull 
I had a documentary about it. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that never bothered me. And then I, you know, I just went on thinking this is this is not a bad movie. I don't know why everybody hates it. And then finally, somebody made me. Th- I didn't think about it the first time I watched it. Uh, the uh, surviving the nuclear blast in a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know what? That's a valid point. That 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 that's weird. That doesn't make sense. That would never happen. And then after all these years, I saw just a couple weeks ago somebody defending Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, cool. Saying it's still a good movie. And his theory was <clears throat> that Indiana Jones would have absolutely died in the refrigerator, except in the previous film, he drank from Jesus's cup, which made him immortal. Did he? Did he not? In the last crusade, did he drink from the cup? Uh, it's been a while since you know I've what? seen it. I read it and got excited. And now that I'm thinking about it, I don't, I don't, I don't remember him drinking from no. it. He, he picked, pours he picked it, the right cup. He pours it on his dad. So oh, you could say that, that. You know, senior is immortal. I don't remember Indy drinking from yeah, the cup. That's a good point. Man, I need to watch all the Indian Jones movies again. Yeah, it's I just talked myself into it. Bum, ba-dum, bum, John Williams, everybody. Bam, ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Um, Going to a Jack Black Maybe thing. because he had the ability to choose immortality, but sacrificed it to save somebody else he loved. He was granted immortality. As a hey, reward for kindness. If Indy's immortal, I'm down. Yeah, right. I'm number um, number one for <laughs> Indiana Jones being immortal. All right, so, so that might actually not be true because I forgot about it and I haven't seen The Last Crusade in a long time. I, now that I think about it, I don't think he drinks out of the cup. It was a it was a it was a good theory when I read it, but I don't I think it's debunked. However, um, to go back to the guy who was arguing with Mangold to say that Harrison Ford is too old to play in the movies. <clears throat> How old are you, sir? And what have you done with your fucking life? <laughs> Harrison Ford is perfection. He is all, all the perfection. All right, let's let's look this up. I because now I'm curious. Now, I, now you're curious. I can't get it out of my head. Did he, did he drink from the Grail? He might not have. All right, all right, Google machine. Google machine. Enlighten us, mortals. Indiana Jones. Drinking from the Holy Grail helped him survive unlikely scenarios, most notably the infamous fridge scene. According to Grail myth, or at least parts of the myth that the Last Crusade adheres to, if you drink from the Holy Grail, it will grant you immortality. The only catch is that you can't leave the temple it's housed in. Oh. Ah, I remember that. Yeah, oh, that's why that knight was still there. Mm-hmm. Mm. However, even though Indy left the cave where they found the Holy Grail, it seems that the Grail gave him a special healing power, at least, or even extended lifespans. Um, Reddit user Dr. Death, I dig that, responded to the post saying, Henry Sr. drank from it on the other side of the seal, and it didn't do shit. But when Indy poured the water over the bullet wound, it seemingly washed away. Even though drinking from it may not make you immortal, the water held in the cup may have magical healing powers. Only Spielberg knows. Huh. I mean, yes, it obviously has magical healing powers. It fucking healed him. But yeah, I mean, I'm not seeing anything in here, and you yeah. can correct us if we're wrong, but I don't believe Indy ever drank from the cup. And does. even if he did, and it is specified by the, the Knight of the Holy Order, um... <laughs> <laughs> that you have to stay. You know, you become the guarder yeah. of the grail and all the other shit. And isn't that why the thing started collapsing? Because they ha- were taking the grail? Like, it's been years since I've seen Last Crusade. I've watched Raiders. I watch Raiders every year, but I haven't seen Last Crusade in a good long minute. 
Yeah, it's a good point. I haven't, I seen, I haven't seen Last Crusade in quite a while. Yeah, no, not up enough on my indie lore. Yeah, that makes me sad. It makes me sad, too. Because indie is a classic. Uh, the movies themselves are immortal. They are They are mm. great, great films. Raiders is, um, and I've, I've heard this said a lot, and I agree with it. Raiders is a perfect film. Like, in my mind, Batman vs. Superman is a perfect film. There's nothing in it that I can find. A perfect film for me. And what? Batman vs. Superman? Yeah. Absolutely. Because um, personally, I can't find any plot holes, logic points, anything else. I love the, the narrative, the way it's set up, the all the acts, how it flows. And I agree 100% that Raiders of Lost Ark is a perfect film. Like, start to finish, everything in it, the way it plays out, all of it. I need to watch it again. It's perfect. It's been a while. I agree with that. It's perfect. I watch it every year. Do you? I need to watch all three, though. I need to start picking movies that I need to watch, like, annually. Oh, it's easy. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones, Harry Potter. I'm starting to realize that, like, some of the classic, great, truly amazing films, movies, you know, stories, whatever you want to call them, that I grew up watching still to me hold up today and i still haven't watched them in a decade or so mm-hmm. like the other day i was thinking about the the original the first ninja turtles movie it's goofy it's silly but it holds up today i love know, it as, as a as a good movie and I, n- I never watch those movies anymore it's like you know once i reach a certain age i just started watching new movies yeah and then even new movies i don't go back and watch them again you i just go to the next year and watch the new movies yeah you- what you should do or what we should do or what many people should do, take this idea, run with it or don't, doesn't matter. Um, you should make a movie calendar. Like you, you sit down at the end of the year, like people do their new New Year's resolutions and shit, but you sit down, you make a calendar for the following year and you just plan out. Like, all right, June 11th. Through 18th is my window to watch all the Indiana Jones films. And you move on week to week. All Lord of the Rings films. The Thing. Oh, The Thing. The alien films that are good. Um, yes, all Star four Wars. Of them. Yeah. You know, just go th- make a list. You know, every Give yourself a window throughout the year to just check the, the box on all your fandoms. All the good shit. Because Harry Potter is a great example. Like, there was no bigger Harry Potter fan than I... Um, back in the day, like when they were releasing, I, I was there for it. And now I haven't watched a Harry Potter film in probably two years. You disgust me. Yeah, I should I, as well. I should, as, as I say, I didn't watch a single one of them since the death of Hallows part two was in theaters all the way up to last year. Where I watched them all seven on HBO max. Oh yeah. But I mean, that'd Not be a good thing. Not- yeah. It was last. No, it was this year. It was this year. Yeah. Yeah, I watched them early this year on HBO Max. That'd be a good thing to do. Make sure you always get, you know, you're up to date on your fandoms. And uh, <laughs> there's that. If we were ever on YouTube, that would be hilarious. Because you know it's not Uh-oh. editing it out. I don't edit, edit nope. shit out of the podcast, which would probably be much easier than editing video content. So someday all of our shit will be laid bare. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. <laughs> Finally, people can see the face that matches this goofy voice. This this stupid, stupid, idiotic voice I have. You sound like a toxic fan. I am. 
I'm a toxic fan of myself. <laughs> I love myself, but sometimes I hate that fucker. You're your own worst enemy. I am. Look, uh, all, all I can say is that no matter what opinion you have of me, I will disagree with it. There you go. That's what, that's what it'll be every time. <laughs> Always a debate. No other Patrick's piece of shit. Yep. I will eat that guy's shit. <laughs> I saw a thing today. Ralphie for the win. Yes, I saw a thing today. If you haven't watched it, that was a quote from uh, the, the great league. and glorious Rafi yep. from The League, like Patrick said. It's a TV show. Ran for what, like four seasons? I don't know. I, I think more than that. Yeah, ran for a good long minute, and it was about a fantasy football league. But I, I saw a thing in the news today, actually, where a guy lost his fantasy football league, and his punishment was to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House. But here's here's the rub. You know, I love this. I love this league. Go on. Yeah, this league's awesome. So the rub is for every waffle that he eats while there, an hour gets shaved off of his time that he has to stay. So he's got 24 hours that he has to spend in a so waffle house. So if he eats 24 waffles, he can leave he right can now. He can leave immediately. But of course, then he may die. <laughs> yeah, but what a way to go. <laughs> I because waffle houses waffles aren't small. They're, they're they fill up a plate. They're, you know, yeah, you get the meal or whatever. Yeah. They have to bring you a separate plate for the waffle. And they're not girthy. They're pretty flat waffles, yeah. but still, that's that's a good one. Yeah, I'd like to test myself there. I would do. See, I want to do that with our fantasy league, but no one would adhere to it. Like uh, I would, I would, but uh, I'm the champion, so. <laughs> Darn. Yeah. And also, I have enough faith in myself to never be last. I don't think I've ever been last. Nope. And I've been playing fantasy football for like 14 years. So, I've been playing yeah. in our league for five. I did come in At last least. once. Did you I really? Did. Yeah. I mean, injuries are going to have their way. Oh, yeah. I can't handle yeah. that. Well, that was actually, I think that was the year that I started up here, then I moved back to Ohio. And so I just kind of lost interest because I couldn't talk to you guys or hang out with you guys or whatever. So I stopped paying attention to it and came in dead last. Yeah, fantasy football is no fun if you don't have someone to watch games with yep. on uh, Football Sunday. But in those five years, I've won twice. Yeah, it's great. I've, I've been playing 14 <laughs> years and never won once. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy that. Yeah, i got to get on my dancing out before we do the YouTube because I'll, I'll never do that when there's witnesses. <laughs> oh, come on. If Commander Shepard can do it, you're fine. <laughs> Um, I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite team in the Fantasy League. That's right. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast in the galaxy. That's what he said. That's a real quote. That's yeah, a true that's quote. True. Bioware oh, loves and, us. Um, I won as different teams. Uh, first year was the Judge Dreadskins, oh, yeah. and this last year, uh, it's the Me Seeks and Destroys. I never won as the Sir, Sir Joris Gormonts, and that bothers me. Yeah, but that also is very fitting. <laughs> oh, too <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too, too soon. It'll always be too soon. Yeah, it will be. I love I love him. I do too, man. I'm going to buy... I'm done with the Game of Thrones line of six-scale figures. So I'm going to buy the shit out of that Jorah figure. I'm buy four of them. It looks so good. You should buy four of them. <laughs> then you can make a Jack Reacher. Keep a Jorah no, Mormont. No, Jack Taylor. Oh, sorry, Taylor. That's yeah, Tom He Cruise, should be Jack but... Reacher. He's he's better than Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Sir Ian Glenn is better Hell, yeah, than a lot is. of people. So you could make a Jack Taylor. You could make a... You could keep a Jorah. You could make 
I mean, if you wanted to, because the only good thing about the whole nope. series. No, nope. <laughs> I'm not making a character from Resident Evil. No, I, I stand by it. Those movies got worse and worse as they went in the last chapter. Uh, uh, That's uh, trying to respect other people's opinions. Yeah, but and can be you nice this, about it? Can you in this situation? The movie, in my opinion, you may disagree, is a steaming pile of horseshit. Probably the worst thing I've ever seen next to Battlefield Earth. It's bad. And Paul W.S. Anderson should feel bad. See, I was going to say this because I haven't seen Battlefield Earth. In my personal opinion, the last Resident Evil film is the worst film I've ever seen. It's up there with U-Bull. I made the mistake of watching U-Bull's Alone in the Dark or something. Christian Slater because I was on a Christian Slater film. Yeah. I never saw it because I played the game and I was like, I'll never watch the movie. This is bad. The movie's bad. I mean, it's you, Bull. He's the I the worst will ever. Say, I will I will lay I will lay money. I will bet you that if you ever watch Battlefield Earth, it will be the worst thing you've ever seen. I believe it. I there's, believe there's it. There's no. I I would lay. I would take that bet with anybody. Like I'm that confident that I could walk up to a stranger and be like, "Have you seen Battlefield Earth?" I'd be like, "No." I will lay money that we can watch it right now and you won't enjoy it. Like it's dude, it, you can set your own odds. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's plus two hundred. Let's go. Well, I guess I should shouldn't say that you won't enjoy it because I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed watching it because it was so bad. Like I was laughing hysterically at some points because like John Travolta is trying to be dead ass serious in parts, and like this major plot thing's happening, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, John. This is. But see, then that watch the whole movie like, oh my god, oh my, this is terrible, oh my god. See, then that brings up the point. Is it bad if it can be a comedy? Like, here's my thing. I think the last Resident Evil, what, was it Afterlife? Was it something else? The final chapter. The final chapter. Oh, yeah. nice name. Yeah. So the final chapter, Resident Evil, the final chapter, is the worst movie I've ever seen based on the fact that they treated it as a serious film. I've seen worse films because I like to watch Steven Seagal films right? because they're comedies to me. I'll have a little drink and sit down and watch Steven Seagal and laugh my ass off because he's trying to be serious and it's the worst shit you've ever seen in your life. It's so funny. So his films are worse than the Resident Evil film, but they're comedy films to me. So Resident Evil trumps them because Resident Evil is because the, trying to be serious. Yeah, the last part, the last movie brings me no joy whatsoever in no. any way. Yeah. Minus Not even in comedy. The acting of Ian Glenn. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Like he's the one good thing about that movie that I was like, hey, elbowed the guy next to me. Goes, yeah, right, <laughs> right. The rest of this is shit. Yeah. No. Yeah, if you could imagine a spaceship... Alien, Steven Seagal movie that's on par (laughs) with the quality of all modern Steven Seagal movies, but then take Steven Seagal out of it. That's Battlefield Earth. Oh, like it's, 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 it's that bad. And I honestly, I I would love to meet somebody who saw it and liked it. I would love to talk to that person. I really would. I wonder if they exist. I'm just a Reddit thread out there. I need to get on there. Reddit and be yeah. like, who has seen Battlefield Earth <laughs> and gives it a higher than eight? We need to talk. Gives it higher than five. No, no, I don't want to talk to the guys who think it's okay. <laughs> I want to talk to the guys who think it's a great movie. We got to crush the 
the dreams and hopes Look, of the I'll people. Mean, I'll go into it open-minded. If you can convince me it's good, yeah. I'll believe you. But you're going to have a hard time doing that when the cavemen learn how to fly F-15 fighter jets in the span of like two weeks that they found in a hangar that were sitting in the hangar for the last umpteen however many years and the fuel is still good and they learn how to fly them and maneuver in them and do combat in them. <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. Dude, I tried to start my mower after a winter Yeah, and had to siphon the tank and refill it. Uh-huh. So fuck off with that. Yeah. Huh. And if, and I'm sorry, but if you set me down in a F1 race car, it's going to take me a minute to figure out how to get the thing to go. Because I've never been in one. <laughs> you take these guys who are literally walking around like, ugh, 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 ugh. Because they're like pretty much prehistoric dudes because the earth has been, you know, obliterated and destroyed and set everybody back to, like, they're in tribes and everything. And leather tents and everything. And they're like, all right, you know what? tired of these aliens we're going to kick their ass off of our planet here's some fighter jets <laughs> we need you to figure out how to fly them and they're like uh done yeah we got this bro it's actually pretty simple if you it's, think it's about actually it. not that bad even a caveman can do it <laughs> that needs to be the navy navy or air force recruiting i don't know why i said navy Air Force recruiting slogan going forward brought, even a caveman can do it Geico. even a caveman can do it in the arm or in the uh, Army National Guard, yeah. In yeah. the uh, the Air Force, it's so easy. Even a caveman, even a caveman, can, caveman do it. can do it. Like I can see it. You're watching a football game. Commercial comes on. Caveman flies a jet, takes out some people, and then boom, slice to Keith Keith David <laughs> voiceover. It should always yep. be Keith David in the Air Force. Even a caveman can do it. To be fair. You weren't. You corrected yourself, and you didn't have to, because the oh. Navy does have a lot of pilots and, well, and, and jets and, and such. And my mind went to aircraft carriers, mm-hmm. and I saw a bunch of fighter jets sitting on an aircraft carrier in my drunken mind, and I was like, "Navy." It's <laughs> <was> like, "Wait, <laughs> uh, Air Force, uh, America, well, water planes." <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Back to the kid. Ugh. 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 <laughs> we haven't really evolved all that much <laughs> over the past however many years. Thanks, alcohol. <laughs> right? Oh, a guinea. Yeah, have a guinea. I do need a guinea. I mean, it's probably going to be trash because it's not the widget guinea, but. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> Guinness is better than no Guinness, period. End of sentence. End of sentence and complete truth. Every truth. You well, know what else is really not, fucking cool, man? What's that? Just fucking awesome. So I wrote a letter to the great and notorious R&B, to Robert Meyer Burnett, because that's what he does on his show. Oh, cool. He People write him letters. He reads them. I heard you say I wrote a letter to R&B. I was like, to the genre of music? How Hell does yeah, that happen? I did. Yep. Like, who, I wrote him straight up. Who received that letter? I wrote a letter to hip-hop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting to hear back. <laughs> I was I was genuinely confusing confusion there for a minute, but now we're on the same. Page. Yes, so I wrote a letter to him. Um, you know what? I wonder if I still have it. Let's take a Guinness. Let's take a gander to my sent email section. It's a dusty place, but you know what? Uh, uh, 
It is not in there. Sad. Is it in your outbox? Maybe it didn't actually send. No, it's not because he read it. <gasps> That's what I was going to go into. Did he read it on the video? He did. Oh, cool. I could bring the video up, but I have to find it and timestamp and all that shit, and that's not going to happen. Eh. I'll watch it at some point off the air. Um, oh, that's why. Because he has a website, and you have to go into the website and put all the information in there. You don't actually email it to him, which is a good idea because you know he doesn't want everyone having his personal email. Right. But I did write him a letter. And to paraphrase the letter, because I thought it was worded rather rather nicely. Rather nice. I had like uh, half a bottle of Maker's Mark bourbon yeah. before I wrote it because I was nervous. And so I'm like, I don't know how to do this shit, but I have something I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I drank the bottle and it was like a fucking Jim Carrey and Bruce Almighty. Yes. <laughs> Just fingers flying over the keyboard. Um, But I wrote him a letter asking him a... A couple of questions about certain things. And he read it on air and answered my questions. And uh, while the answer was not what I wanted, it's great for us to talk about because it was the truth. Um, so I wrote him a letter talking about my, and which is our, Inability to understand the the thought process that says Zack Snyder's first phase of DC films were unsuccessful. Because we've talked about it many times. Uh And I broke it all down in the letter. I gave numbers, every box office number, and compared them to the first phase of the MCU, in which they did – they were more successful – The DC movies. Yes. Yes. I broke it all down in the letter, asked him that, asked him some other things. He answered with the truth that I hate but accept. And to hear it from someone who knows the industry, it's like, well, I guess I get it now. And I, I, hate I don't it. accept it. I hate that guy. Right. So he, he <laughs> read the letter and he explained. He goes, well, what – because my, my big thing was why are they considered unsuccessful when they made money? They weren't – they didn't lose money. Banks. Yeah. They made tons of money. So he, he broke it down for me. He said the reason being – after all the numbers and everything else, he said it comes down to – and I, I think this is unfair and I think it's stupid, but I understand it is the truth from someone who knows the industry. And it's like, okay. He said the reason is when they made the films, he said you have to stop and look at it from the studio's perspective. This is what they did. He's right or wrong. The studio made a film called Batman versus Superman and marketed that Wonder Woman would be in it. And in the studio's mind, when they made this film, their watermark for the film, right or wrong, they wanted it to make a billion dollars. That was Avengers had come out and made a billion. The comic book thing was in full swing. In their mind, this is a billion-dollar film. In their mind, their second movie should have made a billion dollars. Yeah. It, I mean, that's what he's saying. He's like, the studio decided this. $900 million wasn't enough. He's like you know, it, it was literally like 140 million short of a billion, because it made like 860, 872, 872. Yeah. So that's 870. Mm-hmm. So 130 million. 130 million short. Yep. On your second movie. But that's that's the problem. He said the studio in their mind thought we have Batman, we have Superman, we have Wonder Woman. Their names alone 
should make this billion dollar film. And he said the expectation of the studio, because I asked him in the letter, I'm like, why, why were studios holding it to this standard? And he's like, they thought their IP should be up there. It didn't make a billion. On to the next one. Like they're done with it. I mean, obviously, you can credit Warner Brothers for letting Zach start the Justice League film. They didn't let him finish it because of this, but in their minds, in what he's in what he was saying to me is studio expectation based on whoever's in charge of the studio trumps anything else. If they set a number in their head and you don't meet it, that's not a success to them because it didn't hit what they personally feel like it should have hit. That infuriates me. Yeah, that infuriates it, 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 me it's unfair. All belief. It's unfair. That that's just the simple matter of it. it. It's truly unfair. And he also said he said yes um, because I brought up something he said in the past, where for a movie to be profitable, it has to triple its production budget. He said that used to be true. He said nowadays, um, with the expenses and things, it's more like four times your production budget to be profitable. And he also brought something up that was cool. He said. You have to realize the studio profits very little. He's like, so when I say four times production budget, when you get into that fourth section of earnings, that's the profit. So basically you make a film for $100 million. You need, once you hit, What are we looking at? Four hundred million. Yeah, everything yeah. above four hundred million. Everything is above four hundred million is profit. So, Batman vs Superman was two hundred fifty million, I believe, and it made eight seventy two. So that's two, four, six, eight. Yeah, I mean they didn't make a ton of profit on the film, but he's like that's. So in their they're okay with with you know getting a hundred million out of a film. That's phenomenal to them. Hundred million is is great, but Avengers set this watermark in the industry, superhero wise, where executives thought we need to be making a billion dollars. You know, also, my beloved Mel Gibson showed you that movies don't need to cost two hundred fifty million fucking dollars. Well, I agree with that. No, I, I, I get Hacksaw Ridge didn't have space battles and lasers, but he made that movie as great as it was on forty million bucks. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that. I think we're seeing studios start to give a smaller budget to people, and they're still making good shit, you know. And then, you, then your margins are better. Like you can you can make some money on that shit. That's why horror movies are so successful and pop out so many sequels because the budget for most horror films is very low, and people love horror films because horror films are like the last genre that brings young people to the movie theaters without word of mouth on something else. So horror thrives. Always. And horror movies are, you know, traditionally low-budget films. They don't yeah, take much to make. Yeah, you can make them with 20 bucks and a hot sandwich. Right. I made one with $5 and a can of sardines. Oh, yeah. I'd watch it. It was called The Conjuring 92, but it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. It, ha- you, it happens in the year 2192. It does happen in the year 2192. I found a way to prolong my life with uh, car batteries and... Uh, refrigerator, and I'm going strong, man. <laughs> what? Not a refrigerator, not refrigerator, something Mm-mm. just with car batteries <laughs> and refrigerator. 
Like that's somebody's name. You talking about Fridge, the football player? <laughs> Car batteries and refrigerator. Correct. Uh, oh, okay. You, you know, I can't spoil too much for, for the fear of ruining the sacred timeline. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm still kicking and I made a good ass horror movie. It's Halloween 22. It's got Michael Myers and uh, Jason. <laughs> cross- Halloween 22. It, it's a crossover. Mike, once again, Michael Myers lives uh-huh. again. After returning once more. <laughs> once more again. The final chapter part three. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited. Well, I can't tell you about the sequels that were made. <laughs> I can't I can't tell you about that. Spielberg's still alive and he's our right. oh, he's our overlord. And he made a few. I can see it. Except James Cameron was pissed. Obviously he's alive. He was pissed, so he made some crazy Above and beyond Friday the 13th film, Underwater. Oh, I watched the yeah. fuck out of that. <laughs> he made it, you know, but him, him and Spielberg, great, they hate each like, other. <laughs> if in a dystopian United States where the two leaders of the civ- the new Civil War are James Cameron and Steven Spielberg, I'm on Cameron's side, man. Oh, I'm my go- gosh. I'm going over there. All of his soldiers are nine feet tall and blue. <laughs> oh, man. He's got Freddy underwater. Yeah. It's over. I mean, sure, Steven Spielberg's got Tyrannosaurus Rexes on his side, but the mass the mass majority they can't of his swim those little arms, man. I've the, seen it. The mass majority of his infantry are three feet tall, and they just point at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You know that's what we should do more often: have a lot of alcohol and talk about the films that our future selves directed. That could lead to some phenomenal conversations. But I'm not joking. That's that's a real thing. Yeah, I made that. No, nobody, here, nobody, nobody here will be alive long enough to prove no. it false. Some of you might. If you unlock the power of the car battery in the refrigerator. <laughs> 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 oh my! Oh my gosh! Gosh! Yeah, that's good shit. But I was super um, excited, and I got nervous when Rob started reading my letter. Because I, I started, oh, I probably, I probably would have turned it off immediately. Right, I That's thought about letter. it. Click, I, because I titled it, and then I wrote it as a traditional letter, where I was like, "Greetings, Rob," and all this shit. Um, but they put a section in there where you have to say, you know, you have to type out your name, and he says that first. So I'm just, I'm driving down the road doing my thing, and listening to his show. And he's like, our next letter comes from Jordan, a.k.a. Bearded Toy Man. I was like, oh, oh fuck. No. Because I, I wrote that in there because I'm a weird. Yeah. And I was like, shit. And he, then I listened to the whole thing. That. Right? And he did. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was awesome. I mean, it still doesn't truly answer my questions at the end of the day of why studios can't wrap their head around why they can't look at the physical numbers and take expectation out of the picture but once again i'm not an executive yeah because i, mean, I look, don't know if if i come and visit at your or i take a weekend to spend at your cabin that you have up on the lake and you tell me the spot on the other side under the oak tree is a great spot for fish and you guarantee i'll catch at least 20 fish and i go there and i catch 10 that's going to be kick-ass, dude. I'm <laughs> right? not going to be mad that I didn't catch the other 10. I'm yeah. going to be like, oh, I caught 10 fucking fish. Yeah, have you ever been you know? fishing? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what I say to people. You'll spend a whole day out there yeah. and not catch shit. Um, We're not but, disciples. Like, I get having ghouls 
But when you set a goal so lofty and you don't reach it, for one, you shouldn't be that surprised because you set this astronomical goal without really a reason to. In this prime example, this is your second movie in your universe. And a lot of people, you know, critically didn't care for the first movie. So, you know, but in spite of that, you you still set this lofty, almost unachievable goal, which you almost achieved anyway. Yeah. That should have been considered a success to to, to you, mm-hmm. you know? And even if the guy, the head honcho, is like, mm, it's $130 million less than I wanted, everybody else in the studio should have been like, fuck that guy. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, because do you realize the first Captain America, one of the greatest Marvel films, in my opinion, Captain America, the first Avenger, had a budget of $150 million, and it made like three eighty-eight. Hmm. That's all it made. And right after that, Avengers came out. Like, that's weird to me. It's like Marvel didn't ride this wave of earnings to a billion-dollar film. They rode a wave of break-even films, Mm -hmm. and bam. And cashed in. Bam. It just hit like a fucking boom. And it's weird how it happened. It's it's fate. It truly is. Like, I I personally don't believe – I believe everything happens for a reason. Take it or leave it. You know, agree with me or don't, but like it, it had to be fate. Like how else does something like that happen? You have this slew of like five or six films that do middling to successful financially and then boom, there's a billion. It's like, it, it's incredible. I'm glad it made it. It ushered in the golden era of superhero films, but it's just weird how it came to be. We have a movie like the incredible Hulk that like it lost money. Like it made more than its production budget, but going on the industry standard with marketing and everything else, you have to double, triple, quadruple your production budget. I think it had a budget of like one twenty or something to that effect and made like two sixty. Yeah, I don't think I don't think financially there's been a successful Hulk movie ever. Which is disappointing. That was a good film. The whole first phase of Marvel films was phenomenal. Like, they've made a lot of great ones afterwards, but Phase 1 is incredible. Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, The Incredible Hulk. Like, they were all in that first phase, man. That, that's good shit. It's good shit. But it also brought a point he didn't get to because my my letter was long. It had, like, four points. But one of the things that I said in there that I still agree with that he didn't get to is I think it's dangerous. And I guess this translates based on his answer to the industry but I feel like it's dangerous for fans and industry leaders to set the mark of success at a billion dollars. Yeah. Like it not only does a disservice to films that make a billion, but it's a detriment to films with that expectation in mind. Like if you make a billion, it does a billion. That's it does a, a disservice. I didn't even think about because in my mind, I immediately thought of that sucks for movies that don't make a billion. Because they could be great movies, they could be, you know, great stories. They could be tremendously well acted, um, and they could, you know, end in a cliffhanger and then never get a sequel because they didn't meet your mark for, of success. Which is unfair to everybody who participated in making that movie, and it's unfair to me and you and, you know, all the people around the world as the audience who enjoyed, who potentially enjoyed the movie, and would like to see the potential sequel. I didn't even think about the movies that actually make a billion. It kind of, it kind of. 
lessens the blow of that. Yeah. Like, you know, this movie made a billion dollars, but if that's your your standard for success, then they, it doesn't seem like they really achieved anything. Mm-hmm. They just succeeded in what you wanted. Right. You know? So, I mean, because how many movies have made a billion dollars? Still not that many. No. I mean, more now than there's ever been. Right. But still not that many, especially by comparison to how many movies are out there. Yep. And you're just going to cheapen that by... That's what I... That's the way I look at it. Yeah, by your movies... You know, my movie made a billion and one hundred thousand dollars. Well, that was barely a success. (laughs) You know, this movie made a billion two hundred million. Like, oh, all right. It's a billion fucking dollars, right? That should be that should be a staple. You know, that should be a milestone, not a you make it here or you don't make it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dangerous thing. Like having a set number is a dangerous thing all the way around. I mean, really, it is because I mean, it should be how it's always been. It should be how much money you made in comparison to how much you spent. Correct. That's that's economics. Yeah, that's how things work. Yes. I mean, if I spend two hundred fifty dollars on an action figure that's worth two hundred fifty dollars, I didn't do anything special. But when I buy Purple Coat Joker two hundred fifty dollar action figure for one hundred eighty bucks, that's a great thing. Yeah, and then when I buy an action figure for 170 bucks and turn around and sell it for 280, that's great. Yeah, you know how much did I make compared to how much I spent? Correct. Like in my mind, and that's, and that's small scale. I get excited right. about 50 bucks. These guys are like, I didn't make a billion. Fuck you. You'll never work in this town again. It was my first movie. Get out of here. Chip, Jim Gaff- chip, chop, chip, 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 chip. Jim Gaffigan walks in and fuck off. <laughs> No, but that that's what I don't understand in the industry. Like in my my mind is simple as I am, simple Jack. And in my head movies. <laughs> so but this head movie makes my eyes rain. I love Ben Stiller. Oh my gosh. You would just watch today she's the over here. Over here. Over here. Uh, I had no idea who was in there. I didn't either. I love Ben Stiller. But in my simple Jack mind, that's <laughs> all it is. You spend this much and you make this much. Okay, we did a good thing. But I guess in the industry, it's not that way, which is sad. I mean, because the way I see it, if your movie makes a billion, but you spent $600 million, Right, you didn't make any money. You didn't Not make any now, money. In, in but today's if your movie makes six hundred million and you spend a hundred million, yeah, you made money. That that seems and like mathematically they're not that different, mm-hmm. but that seems like more of a success story to me. That yeah. hey, you made that much and you only spent this. You know, one thing that blows my mind. Not that anybody's paid six hundred million dollars to make a movie, but right? I, I don't understand the logic of it. I don't either. One thing that blows my mind is how much money goes into marketing. Like, because a lot of films are very poorly marketed. Mm-hmm. And when I hear, and I hear it a lot from pundits in the industry, they say that when you make a movie, whatever your production budget is, double that because that's how much you're going to spend on marketing. It really, so I'm like, you're telling me you spend $200 million on marketing? It really does blow my mind because what asshole feels like he deserves to be paid $200 million to advertise a fucking movie? And can't even do it well. Right. Like most, like Netflix, like they're the worst at marketing. Mr. Warner Brothers, Mr. Disney, 
literally all you got to do is pick somebody on TikTok <laughs> that has – there are people in there with 10.4 million followers. Let them come to your studio, pay them, and let them upload clips to yeah. get people excited. And you did it. You just you just saved yourself two hundred fucking million dollars because <laughs> that guy's getting. If he has ten million followers, he's already getting paid by TikTok. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't understand. We live in this. And I'm not, I know that's kind of an, a, an extreme situation and kind of goofy and exaggerate, exaggeratory or whatever. That's what we do. But we literally live in a society where everybody's on social media. Mm-hmm. There's no reason you should have to pay two hundred million dollars for somebody to make an advertisement for your movie or to. Whatever to advertise for your movie when social media, the digital age is all over the place right now. Literally, one of the guys in this studio could just fucking do it <laughs> as part of his paycheck. I mean, in my mind, in my small mind, I try to think global, and I'm like, okay, so okay, well then, pick an Asian person with a TikTok, right? pick an American person with a TikTok, pick an Englishman. With a TikTok, you know, somebody in all these countries. Right. Boom, there you go. In my mind, like, it goes to, like, the marketers want to put a billboard up in every major city in America. And then they want to put up some sort of signage See, in the great all the great cities in Asia. Because who gives a fuck about billboards anymore? I know, but that's how marketing works. Dude, I was driving down the interstate the other day, and there was a fucking thing for Netflix TV show. And I'm like, what? Why? It was one of those digital billboards, you know, how it keeps swiping. And who, I saw a TV show. I'm who like, what? decides what they want to watch by a sign on the side of the road anymore? I, I think it's an excuse for marketing departments Absolutely to make Absolutely is an excuse. Bank. Because hey, give me the $200 million, and all I will do is get on social media and be like, hey, guys, Where guess what dancers I, got to, at? <laughs> I got to see a part of this movie, and it's going to be great. Here's a clip. And then it's going to spread like wildfire, and people will re-hashtag it or whatever. I don't know words. I'm old. People will repost it, and it'll go viral, and then it'll advertise itself yeah. all over the globe. I mean, it's happening with some things. Like Ryan Reynolds popped up at E3 to advertise for – to market whatever for free guy. See, I mean that's genius marketing nowadays. It is. It's it. That's where it's at. It's truly where it's at. Yeah. So Ryan Reynolds advertised for Deadpool by making a two-minute CG clip of Deadpool back in the day, and that was all it took to take off. Like you don't yeah. need. I. It blows my mind that billboards are even still a fucking thing. They're. The only thing they're good for is local businesses. I saw one the other day. Because that makes sense. Oh, there's a Home Depot over here. I didn't know that. That sign tells me there's a Home Depot. Yeah, next exit. Right. (laughs) Left at the next exit. No, I saw a billboard the other day that almost made me wreck because it's a blank billboard and there's three socks on the billboard and they, they become 3D because they went from one corner to the other corner and then looped over like they were laying, like they came out of the billboard. It went 3D. It was trippy. But the name of the company was on the fucking top of the sock. And so I almost wrecked trying to read the fucking name of the company because I'm like, what are you What are you marketing? Are you a dry cleaner? No, they're, they're marketing their uh, their uh, record truck business. I'll never know because I could crash. They're like, ah, oh, there he is. <laughs> I still can't, couldn't read it to this day, but it made me stop and think about billboards in that moment. And I was like, why are these a thing? 
I, how I, many of us are not paying attention? I don't pay attention to billboards. a single billboard. To We're all on our phones while we drive. We're right? not looking at billboards. I'm on my phone driving, <laughs> watching advertisements like a grown adult. Right? That is where I get my entertainment news, not from a physical sign that's out there in the elements. Yeah, no. In the snow, in the rain, like some stupid bitch. <laughs> Give me my information digitally. <laughs> While I drive. I'm a... St- what am I? Am I a caveman? I got to read things now? This is bullshit. <laughs> thought this was America. I thought this was America. <laughs> I got to actually physically read the date it's coming out? No, I should have a voice that tells me June 7th. Thank you. That's all I needed. Thanks, Michael Ironside. <laughs> See you at the party, Richter. He's alive, He's alive in 2192 as well. I'm sure he is. Yeah. That man's immortal. And finally, there's 7200. Splinter Cell games. He's a star of all of them. He should. Yeah. He should. There should That's never be should. a Splinter Cell game ever again. If they if they have on the storyboard or idea that like we're going to make a new Splinter Cell game right now, and I want a new Splinter Cell game. I think they're amazing, and it's been a long time since we've had one. Long-ass time. If they're in this uh, hmm, studio. English motherfucker. Yeah, I don't speak it. I don't want to read it. You, I don't speak it. <laughs> Um, if they're in the process right now of making a Splinter Cell game, and there's even a thought about not bringing Michael Ironside back in it, I don't I don't release it. Right? He is Sam Fisher. It's just like they brought Jack Sparrow to Sea of Thieves, but it's not voiced by Johnny Depp. So no, is no. it really Jack Sparrow? No, it's no. not at all. It's no, not it's, at all. It's a, it's a fucking imi- imposter. It's a cheap imitation. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a good point. We're an hour and seventeen minutes in. Um. To break away from what we've been talking about, to go into something that could end up being controversial oh. between us. I uh. don't know. Um, because we're talking about Jack Sparrow and his Sea of Thieves appearance, so we could talk about E3, which happened over the last weekend. Obviously, PlayStation was not there. And if anyone has listened to the show, they will know that we are PlayStation fans. Uh, PlayStation we, 5. we own the PlayStation 5, we play the PlayStation 5, and that's our shit. Mm-hmm. So E3 happens, of course, Sony's not present. Um, a lot of bad conferences or appearances, just ugh. like Square Enix was ugh, so bad. Um, but then there's the, the, the thing that got the people going, which is Xbox's conference, Microsoft and all their bought studios. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it brings up an interesting thing. Because obviously Microsoft won E3, but the competition was slight because they were really only competing with Nintendo. But then it brings up the thing that's got all the juices flowing with the fans once again of the whole feud between Sony and Microsoft. Um, I will take a moment to say, as a fan of Sony's products... And they're still the best and the industry leader, in my opinion. The Microsoft is finally, which what they've been promising for 92,000 years, they're finally actually delivering on their promises and giving me a reason to want to actually use their system. It took nine years or something ridiculous like that. Like they're finally getting to that point. So we're, we're heading toward a time where... Microsoft actually has exclusive games and they can actually try to compete. They're still not going to compete yet 
maybe someday in the future, but currently they're, they're not quite there. But the fact that they're actually delivering on exclusive games that me as someone that's not interested in them or their system wants to play. Now that does also come with the pitfall of it being the fact that they had to buy Bethesda Studios to get me to do that. Mm-hmm. It always but, comes down to that. But once again, I mean, still, that's good business. Like, why not? If you could buy Skyrim and buy the people that make them. Now, I'm not saying Skyrim's exclusive. We don't know that. I'm saying if you can buy oh, them. because no, Skyrim's already out on both consoles. Yeah, I mean, the future of Elder oh, Scrolls. Okay. But if you can buy that company, you're guaranteeing yourself a hit when it comes to your exclusivity. Like, sure, you could start a studio, which is what Sony mostly does, and they end up being hits. You could start a studio, but then you always have that risk factor of, well, maybe it won't be successful. Or you can buy Bethesda, a phenomenal studio, and you know whether it's good or bad. really doesn't matter. When Elder Scrolls Six comes out, it's going to be successful. Could be a bad game. We I don't hope know. It's but, shit. And, and we don't know that it's exclusive. I, I don't know that yet. But I'm, I'm just spitballing. I'm saying that like it will I get be. It. As a, as a, as I can't fault them for doing it, especially since creatively they ain't got shit on their own. Um, but it just, I mean, sure, it, it'll give me a reason to buy and play an Xbox, but I'll still know that Sony's the better company as a video game designing and making company. But, um, because Microsoft just doesn't make studios and have those studios make good games like Sony does. They just find studios that already exist and make good games and they buy them. So, yeah, like I said, it makes me mad, but it's not unfair for them to do it if they have the money to do it. You know, take the easy way out, spend a little money instead of actually doing something creative. What I tried um, to do was play devil's advocate. Like, I, in my mind, I was like, okay. Had it been Sony that bought Bethesda, I'd be stoked. So then I, I turned around and looked and I'm like, okay, so Microsoft bought Bethesda. I should treat them fairly and not be upset because I would have been happy if Sony did it. So in my mind, it was eh, to play devil's advocate. I get it. You know, I I would have been happy. I would have preferred that Sony buy them, but it is what it is. I just want to play Starfield. And I don't even know what the fuck it's about yet. No. It's some kind of space exploration game. Yes, this is true. This is and true. I'm in. Outer Worlds 2 is coming out. <gasps> I'm excited for that. I've I'm been not. playing Outer Worlds 1. It's a great game. Yeah, it was but right. Did you beat it? No. Did you play it? Yes. No. I played it for like six hours. I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, I've got about ten hours in it. I, I really like it. It feels like a better Fallout to me. Obviously, it's made by Obsidian, the same people that did New Vegas, so it's going to have the same elements I was really into it. I haven't beat it or really gotten all that far, maybe 8, 12 hours, something like that. But it's better than any Fallout game I've played, in my opinion. But I don't care well, for Fallout. So. I was going to say, in my opinion, yeah. it's a pretty low bar to set. Yeah. And there goes the last few listeners. Yeah, could be. Fallout's but, beloved. Whatever. It's beloved, I say. In my defense... I've been I've been drinking a fair bit, so like my my filters, like good gone, a little gone. So what's your future self up to? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
and doesn't involve a refrigerator. Yeah, I, my future self, uh, uh, somebody hid his body in a refrigerator. Fuck, so you didn't make yeah. it. I should know that, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> you know, paradoxes and things like that. Um, I'm pretty sure the guy who who killed my future self and hit him in a refrigerator is my future self's clone. Oh, nice. Yeah. They yeah, the, get along. yeah. There, there are clones there. Mm-hmm. It's a scary place. Yep. A lot of debauchery. A lot of fucking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Shut up! I know it. Don't shake my hand. Don't shake my hand. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I mean, I can say in the future, I've gone completely, completely uh, for myself. And we even had a child. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I see myself if if I lived long enough to be in that kind of future, I see myself full blown committing to be to cybernetic organ or implants and, and turning myself into hedonism bot. <laughs> that would be my dream. Just walking around on a chair that is also my legs and just oh, at everybody. Walk into a party, let us cavort like the Greeks of old. Oh. You know the ones I mean. Like, yeah, that would be that that would be me. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm um, yeah, that's I'll, the thing. I, I'll be that far in the future. I'll be spending my 727th Biden check, uh, stimulus check, on becoming hedonism bot. Yeah, because I can confirm uh, he's still a president in 2192. <laughs> he is immortal. We're all immortal. There is no such well, thing how, as anything. How great would that be if it's so far in the future that Joe Biden's the only one who makes sense? <laughs> like, like, like he starts speaking proper grammar. Clones, he, man. He, he enunciates all of his words <laughs> and sounds great. He's a great public speaker. And everybody in the audience is like, uh, horse soldier. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, the future. There's nothing there. Like, no no, no barriers, man. Yeah. You can have sex with yourself. It don't matter. <laughs> Bend over and give it to yourself. <laughs> I'm JB, and I'm sucking on your toes. <laughs> Long ass fucking time from now. When it's time to <laughs> oh, what in the world? What in the world indeed? Um, I well, hope we haven't offended anyone. We're no. truly doing this all in fun. Yep. Because it's fucking hilarious and fun. Or it's not for you, and you've tuned out and gotten mad. That's okay. That's fine. I mean, we're just having fun well, here, man. I disagree man. with your decision. I will fight to the death to defend it. Yeah. Hell yeah, it's your it's your right to say fuck those guys. Yep. They suck ass. We do in the future, but we don't currently. currently no. 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 In the future is so much ass. In the future we may suck ass. Right now we don't. We're just <laughs> terrible at what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, currently we're completely unprofessional. Yeah. But that's okay. That like that, that truly is okay, dude, because yeah. I I listen to a lot of podcasts and things like that and I personally gravitate towards the people that are unscripted. Oh, yeah. Like, it's why I like the Joe Rogan podcast. Like, it, mm-hmm. who the fuck knows what's going to happen and, on and that show? To be fair, like, in that same vein, Joe Rogan's podcast, last time I checked, is still the most listened to podcast of oh, all yeah. time. Hell yeah. And, yeah, he's all over the place. Yep. I like to think of myself as a mini Joe. 
Yeah. Like I'm following in the footsteps of, of Joe Rogan. What I really like about him is he'll have an episode where they're all drinking and smoking pot. And then he'll have an episode where it's like straight lace and he has Neil deGrasse Tyson on and they're talking the cosmos. See, that you know, is He's perfect. all over the that, place. That's what I want to do. It's uh, awesome. I want to be like one episode like suit and tie, super serious as Elon Musk is talking to it. Well, no, that's a bad example because he smokes pot. But somebody, He smoked with Joe when, he, yeah, when they exactly. did the show. Yeah. But straight laced, somebody, you know, it's like some – White collar businessman, and in the next episode, just snorting cocaine. Hell yeah! Like, all right. So, anyways, <laughs> all right, Snoop. Horse racing, right? Like, all right, what? Snoop. Let's do this. <laughs> Bring on the Snoop, dude. That's like a life goal. Like to do a show with Snoop Dogg. Can you imagine the that's amount of intoxicants? Crazy. Snoop Dogg is the one guy, the one guy in the world. Period. That anybody. Would want to talk to. Hell yeah. Like, I've never listened to his music. I haven't. It's just, you know, you know me. Hip hop, that whole thing, it's not my my kind of music. I don't really care for it. But if I had an opportunity to talk to Snoop Dogg, I'd take it. Hell yeah. Absolutely, I'd Dude, take it. You would get high. Yeah, absolutely. Just being with in the room. Just being in the room with right? Snoop. I'd be like, just walking back. Sup, Snoop. Sup, Snoop. <laughs> So, as soon as he shakes your hand, you're gone. Yeah, like you smell him and his, like his beautiful aroma. Of marijuana and like his he, superpowers, he touches you, dude. Is he? I bet he is. Yeah. Like if we look beyond the future where I'm alive, Snoop could be like Snoop and Water Tea, <laughs> like together. Like My they whole may planet be Alpha Beach. <laughs> they may be like the the gods of all things. We don't know. Snoop Dogg is so great. He is. He cracks me up. Just listening to him talk. He gets. He's like, so chill, man. Yep. Like he's he's what I think we all should aspire to be. Well, it's all that chill. marijuana, man. Hell yeah, we should all if smoke I was more marijuana. That much marijuana. I like to think I'd be a little similar to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> like the level of chill on Snoop Dogg. So cool. That's where we need to be. That's where we need to be. Yep. We're not there yet on this show. A little more aggressive because we're using the opposite drug. Um, you know, the alcohol. The, I was like, "What are you talking the about?" The alcohol. I was because I'm weird and I listen to tons of shit. I was also listening to a podcast, and it was like from three years ago. It popped an episode popped up, and I didn't feel like changing it, so it was on and playing. And Jordan Peterson was talking with someone, and he was saying, scientifically, alcohol is the only drug that. The only one that is proven to make people aggressive. He's like, of all the other drugs and all that. the other things, alcohol is the only one to make people aggressive. And well, he's I don't like, know if that's true, though. Uh, okay, continue. He he said scientifically it's the only one to make people aggressive. And he said, what's weird is that it's the only one that's legal. <laughs> he's like, that's what he didn't understand. He's like, alcohol is legal, but it's the only one proven to make people aggressive. Like some people, he didn't say everyone, but he's like, some people it makes them aggressive. He's like, it's the but only one we know of that fair, does that. To be fair, the government tried to make it illegal, and we just weren't having it. Oh, no. We said, fuck you, yeah, I mean, bro. they did try. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel – and I mean, I don't know much about the drug world at all. Um, but I feel like – I mean, I've read a lot of stories about like PCP and whatnot and people like – Attacking police officers. That's true. There. You've got the crazy, like, what is it, LCD, where people eat people's faces or something? It's, you know, you know crazy shit like that. But that's like beyond drugs. Yeah. Like that's something else. Because I can remember reading the story about the guy who I think it was PCP. He was so hyped up on PCP, his adrenaline was flowing so much that when he 
ran towards the police officers. They shot him six times, and he kept running at them. And then finally, when the high ran out, like the buzz or whatever wore off, he died. Oh, like, hell cause, yeah. Because he'd been shot six times, but the adrenaline just kept yeah. going. And he, I mean, he attacked them. Dude, adrenaline is a fascinating thing. Isn't it? Like, I knew this tiny, and, and yeah, shit. I knew this tiny little person. She was like 5'4", got in a car wreck, was trapped, and her adrenaline started pumping, and she literally tore the door off the car so she could get out of the car. And I'm like, but you're a tiny person. How you did that? Yeah. Put it back where you got it. Right? Get back in there. <laughs> it's a weird thing, man. We we mortal beings are strange. Yeah. All all things are strange. It's true. Yeah. I've been sitting up here for like the last two hours, just rocking and fucking rolling. I'm fucking rocking and fucking rolling. <laughs> You know, I, I I'm at the point now. We we are at the point where we've gone for the length of the normal episode, and we're at that yep. critical and pivotal moment where we decide if we continue on and further damage our reputations. Oh, mine's already kaput. I mean, mine's been since Carl Urban put a warrant out. To be fair, the only person who hates you is Carl Urban that we know of. <laughs> We know he hates us because obviously we know he listens. Um, yep. Yep. Beyond that, we know yeah, he, he hates us. taking me. our calls because of you. Yeah. yeah. He won't He won't reply to my texts anymore. Um, yeah, I My did hope that. is that at some point, just chill, let him have his moment. Maybe after the boys' season seven releases, he'll calm down a little bit. I'll show him some pictures of the action figure that I have of him. There you go. And we'll, uh, in the words of South Park, chill his icy heart with a tropical song. There you go. So, <laughs> and uh, then he'll finally be on the show. Then he will. He'll come on the show, and it'll be phenomenal. Love that beautiful accent. It's all good. Yeah, thing. I mean, in in his defense, or in defense of no, in defense of myself, in defense of myself, I didn't say anything about his betrothed <laughs> that I wouldn't also say about him. <laughs> The only difference is his last name doesn't rhyme with correct. Correct. (laughs) Yes, there's no differentiating their beauty. No, (laughs) they are one. They are in my wet dream. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we've reached the critical witching hour of the the show. At this point now, like Carl Urban would hear this, and he wouldn't even be mad. He would just be uncomfortable. And so he oh, would just extremely. ignore us yes. for all time. Yeah, extremely uncomfortable. I'd rather him be uncomfortable with me than murder me. So I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I was curious. It's easy to joke about people like him because he's so beloved. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think to a certain degree, because you know, like we insult our friends on a regular basis. It's fun. It's something a lot of people do. A lot of men do. And it's really easy to do to, I don't know, to almost feel this place of comfort with like even people you, like celebrities that you just really, 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 you know, have a, a huge respect and love for. And Carbon's one of them. And I know it's, it's still weird because you haven't met the person and obviously there's no mutual um, fellowship or respect or anything like that. So, yeah, he would absolutely be bothered if you heard what we said. Sure. But I want to say like in our defense, like I'm not going to say things like that about Steven Seagal. 
Because like, I mean, because I have no respect for him at all. I have, I have nothing at all for Steven Seagal. But Carl Urban, you know, those jokes come from the fact that he's a tremendous actor. Mm-hmm. I love every movie I've seen him play in that I can remember. Um, every part he plays, he plays it so well. And he's a genuine great dude. And it's fun to make fun of people like that. Yeah, it's fun, man. And that, that, at the end of the day, that's what it all comes down to. And I think anyone that has listened to the show for an extended yeah. period of time. Honestly, I feel like it comes to a point where we, that. Yeah, we, need, we don't even need to bother apologizing anymore. No, no. Well, I, I never want to stop apologizing because even the people that are regulars that understand, um, any newcomers that ever you know pass by, I want them to understand. This is like... This starts off as a very bad and poor podcast. Yeah, it's true. That turns into a drunken <laughs> fun zone. Yeah. You know, where you say whatever the fuck you want and it's just you laugh it off. It's a good time. It's a good time. So I hope anyone can understand that it's purely anyone new, anyone that's listened knows, but anyone new understands that we're doing this because. Okay. Okay. Then this is what I we feel do. like. To save, because the only reason I said it is because I feel like in a lot of episodes, we, we end up spending like 20 minutes apologizing for everything that we said. And that's part of the reason our podcast, not the only reason, but part of the reason our episodes drag so long. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in the vein of that, to to shave time down, we should just put a disclaimer at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> it's true. We could. Like a, we could and we should. Like one of those advertisement guys. How does it work? Nine payments. What was that TikTok you were watching where he's like... I'm uh, not on TikTok. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so go on with what you were saying. What did that guy say? You were just watching it before the show. He's like, I'm not... Damn it. I'm not something. I'm just a pervert. <laughs> people ask me... People always ask me if I'm an introvert or an extrovert. Extrovert. Actually, I'm a pervert. <laughs> Correct. Comedy gold. Correct. No, at the end of the day, that that's actually perfect. That is what it is. Like it's comedy. It's it's what's funny to us. When we when we made the podcast, we literally said to each other, "What do we do every weekend? We get together. We probably drink. Oh yeah. And we just talk shit for hours. So we were like, well, okay, why not just do Let's that and let let some poor souls listen? And that's all this is. That's all it'll ever be." Um, I'm, I mean, nothing's going to change. Like anyone listening to this point should understand and anyone new needs to come to terms or leave with the fact that that's what it is. It's going to be a normal show where we attempt air quotes to be professional until we have enough alcohol and then it goes out the window. It's actually really funny because I feel like as a listener, you can determine how much alcohol we've had. Always. As Always. it goes. Because at first mm-hmm. we're like, oh, these guys, oh, they're talking about the new episode of The Bad Batch. Or they're, oh, they're talking about the the Loki show. This is interesting. Aren't they? They've got some interesting opinions about – and wait. Wh- what did they just say? Why are they talking about the size of its ass? <laughs> like, what? what's going on? Is it got a thick ass? It, Oh, it is thick. Is it? With four C's. Dang. I don't know. Four C's? <laughs> Fuck. Fuck what, it. What's his... <laughs> I've, I've tried. Oh, what's his the scars guard? Oh, you know he's got a skinny ass. Yeah. It, on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> thick with four C's. 
Skarsgård, you're great. You're, you're absolutely great, but only in that costume. Oh, oh yeah. Are, am I going to pay any attention to you, brother? <laughs> Ask me. Uh, door number one, door number two, door number three. <laughs> All of the above. I'll climb down and ask you, would you? Oh, it hurts. Oh. <laughs> And I digress. That's exactly my point. There you go. Um, See, it's always been my goal to eventually get to that point where you also say something I can talk about later. So now we know you're in for all of Skarsgård's holes. <laughs> we know this fact. I learned something about myself I can, today. I can bring this up <laughs> later on. <laughs> I feel... Uh, like Skarsgård might take it a little better than Carl Urban will, though. So in a murdery way, <laughs> he's scary. No bills that I got to pay anymore. So, <laughs> I, hey, I told you, future me shoved in a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to mention that it's Skarsgård's fridge. Oh, Ooh. oh, that's good. Why? Why? I don't know why, why, but it's good. It's good. We went so far this time. Yes. I mean, every time. Except this time, it's great because I'm not the only one drinking. Normally, it's me drinking myself into a hole, and yeah. you're cool, calm, and collected, yeah. and I say stupid shit. Yeah, nor- it's, it didn't start that way, but lately it has been like yes. me just sipping on some beers while, while you right. go off into a <laughs> Lose oblivion. myself. Yep. <laughs> and after this weekend, I also want to lose myself um yeah i lost myself today it's hurt myself okay um i ha- i was going the same route and then i forgot the lyrics mm. because it, you were I want busy to lose myself is am i i'm gonna butcher this but in the moment i want to own it and never let it go i only get one shot do not miss my chance to blame because <laughs> opportunity comes once in a lifetime yo yo <laughs> Eminem. Well, I'm not going to insult him. He'll shoot my ass. Or worse. He'll release a <laughs> sick diss track on his next album, and I'll be too embarrassed to show my face in public for the next four years. Yeah, that's Taylor Swift. <laughs> Dude, I want to hear that diss track. <laughs> Taylor Swift versus Eminem. Because <laughs> they're the best at it. <laughs> like, release that battle, man. I want to hear it. You know what causes the future to be so awesome? <laughs> It's because Taylor Swift and Eminem got together and banged, <laughs> and that created a whole new universe, man. Parallel timelines. Yep. Then they broke all up. That, all that negativity just created. Yeah, they broke up, and then Warhammer started. <laughs> <laughs> the Emperor was their son, and we know how all that works out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. They're too busy rocking and fucking rolling. And if if no one knows, because I don't feel like they do, a lot of people do, but not enough people know about Tenacious D. And Tenacious D is actually banned by the great and glorious Jack Black. And uh, you should check it out. It's pretty fucking awesome. Jack Black is fucking awesome, man. He's so funny. Like, uh, Unlike us. Uh, on a side note, real, just real quick. 
Uh, We're talking about yeah. nothing at this point. Somebody, Go for it. Uh, I got somebody to start listening to the podcast, and they're texting me. They were trying to find it. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, I apologize. But welcome. Well, she's got a while before she gets to this episode, and here's the apology. But <laughs> when she gets to this one, I apologize. <laughs> but uh, they said they found it, and they're listening to the Batman. I, the I, Batman. Yeah, I said, mm. huh? I said, I said, I say you, huh? I said, I'm drunk on most episodes and we talk about Batman a lot. You're going to have to be more specific. You know what? Let's, let's use this moment. We haven't had two hours. Let's use this moment to broach the subject of Batman in the sense, you know, I'm, I just realized I'm high functioning alcoholic or maybe not an alcoholic per se. Cause I don't drink a whole lot during the week except a whole bottle of alcohol. Um, no, but like when I want to turn it on and focus, it's like, boom, I'm in the yeah. zone. Anyway, speaking of the Batman, and this is going to be serious and then it's not immediately, but do you know of the whole controversy going on, controversy going on with the Batman currently, correct? With the DC confirmed that he absolutely would go down on Catwoman? DC did not. No, DC did not? Zack Snyder did. What? So the whole controversy is Warner Brothers. That flips my whole opinion about yeah. it. Because I thought it was DC and I was like, I don't give a fuck. And now it's actually like, yeah, he would. He would preach Reverend Zach. Put the people in their place. He would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. <laughs> terrible. Oh, damn. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know why. So Warner Brothers said no to him doing said thing in the Harley Quinn show. And then it caused the whole fun little debate online of what he wouldn't he, why wouldn't he, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Warner Brothers said no. They wanted to do it in Harley Quinn show. Warner Brothers said no. This is Batman. We sell a lot of kids' toys. This makes no sense. They sell Harley toys, everything uh, else. Yeah. And Harley's and done I'm worse. I'm sorry, but the Harley Quinn show is not geared towards children. Yeah. If your kids so are watching it. you can have Batman running mm. around and just the cow with his wang hanging out. Yeah. It's a show geared towards adults. If your kids are watching it, they're going to turn out like me. So fuck you, parents. Yeah, if you're, I'm t- I don't want to criticize people in there. Yeah. Uh, just just tell your kid no sometimes. Yes. Right? On that, the, yes. There are some things you don't need to let your children watch, no matter how cool of a parent you want to be. That's what the ratings are for. I watched movies when I was a kid that I shouldn't have watched, and I'm a fucked up individual. Yes. Um, That thing will still exist when they're old enough to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that means at 13 they can watch whatever PG-13 movie. And at 17 they can watch – no. No. I think everybody's age of accountability is different. Mm-hmm. And absolutely you could have your daughter who's extremely mature for her age at 15 and she can be okay watching. I think it varies per child and per parent. Mm-hmm. But don't let your children be babysat by the Harley Quinn TV show. It's Please, not no. geared towards them. No, it's not a good idea. You do that and you get the people who grew up and post on Facebook – Forget Johnny and June. I want to love like Harley Quinn and Joker. Like, okay, you're f- fucking moron then. <laughs> right. And you completely missed the point of the relationship of Harley Quinn and Joker. Yeah, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. It's not to be It's idolized. not something to be uh, yeah, aspired to. Yeah. Um, but but so the whole controversy was going on. Would Batman do this? Of course he would. I mean, come on. He's a hero. Um, but at the end of the day, Zack Snyder posted... A picture, and I, my biggest curiosity is, 
who did he have draw this? But it's a full-blown com- comic book cover, like Frank Miller style <laughs> of Batman doing the oh, business. Don't search my browser. Where do I find this? <laughs> and it's like, uh, yeah, he would. Yes, correct. This is what heroes do. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> like, Look, if you're not going through, what's the point of being a hero? Right? That's why they do it. Then you just become DJ Khaled. And what's going on here? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. But no, Zach got himself into all that. And I love it. Like the the, the cojones on that guy. Mm. I, yeah, I'm with you. <clears throat> I'm just the rooting is, around in there. Like, I didn't know it was Zack Snyder who said it. Or that that it was supposed to be. In her. I just saw an article where somebody had said that he absolutely would go down on down on her, and he would enjoy it. That's what it would be about for him, or whatever. Like for one, that's that's really not a part of the lore. I need to know. I really don't give a fuck. I agree with that. I really don't. I, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't care, care at all about it. It doesn't really change the story no. at all. But if we're going to talk about it, I do agree. Why be- not? Because if, yeah, exactly. Because it's. Oh, how does that make me feel about Batman's character? He's a fucking man. And every single version of Catwoman since her conception has been smoking hot. Yes? Yes. See. And, like, people don't like the Halle Berry movie. She was smoking in it. She was smoking in it. And, you know, they've played on the whole relationship back and forth between him and her for a long time. Even the Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer were... All over each other. Mm-hmm. And I hate those movies. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have we really talked about how bad those movies are? We haven't. I don't know if we should. We've alienated, alienated enough people today. Yeah, let's not alienate the Batman fans, the people the people who we like. Ah, uh, uh, but do we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not those look, ones. Look, I, I can't stand myself half the time. You That's don't expect true. me to really hold people to a higher standard than I hold myself. That's true. It's not, not going to happen. That's true. And as we've seen, my future self makes a, a Michael versus Jason movie part 72. So, yeah. yeah. We can't be trusted. That's the moral of the story. Not our current or our future selves. Neither. Neither one. I've had a lot of that. You have had a lot of that. That bottle was uh, about five-eighths of the way full when we started, and it's now down to a quarter. I would say, Don't my be doing friend, maths to me. That's not maths. That's a tape measure. <laughs> <laughs> math's not involved in a tape measure. <laughs> that's, that's not math. It's just numbers and subtraction. <laughs> yep. My mind works because of my my profession in in mathematically my mind works in the form of the tape measure that's why i'm so bad with some things and so great with others because i see in tape measure like if you ask me something math related i'm like all right i see the tape measure unfold and i can break it down quarter inch three eighths one sixteenth i'm good to go anything else like you're on the math test and like johnny has 44 apples and then sarah takes 17 apples and then you're like Johnny's got 44 inches, and Sarah takes <laughs> 17 inches. How many inches are left? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Too many for Johnny to be having any fun. <laughs> I can tell you that. I believe there's uh, I believe there's reductions that can be done, Johnny. If you're listening, I, Johnny. I full blown 
Johnny, if you're listening, you need you need help, man. You need help. <clears throat> I started that sentence in full seriousness and realized halfway through it <laughs> how dirty it was. I was just trying to agree with you. Like, yeah, you see everything in inches. And then, whoops. But I'm halfway through, so I'm just going to power through like Johnny would. Oh. Oh, that. Oh, that's good. That's good. That is what they call back in the day high quality radio. <laughs> yes. Orson Wells would be proud. Fuck that guy. <laughs> like Jack Black said, Tenacious D is a Citizen Kane better than Citizen better Kane. Better than Citizen Kane. Oh my gosh. That's a Whew. pretty bold claim, Cotton. Uh, let's see if it pays off for him. I wouldn't know. I've never seen Citizen Kane. I, I have not either. And the only reason, because it's available to watch at any time, but it's been so hyped now that I feel like maybe it is worthy of that hype. But because I've heard the hype so much before I see the movie, it's not going to live up to that hype. And mm-hmm. I don't. In my mind, it's this great perfect perfect. Per, yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> in in my, my mind, it's a film. In my mind, it's a it's a great film. It's a good film. Christopher Walken's coming out. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> I got a prescription <laughs> for more Citizen Kane. Um, but it's never going to live up to the hype that has been built uh, for the last, I don't know, 75 years since it came out or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, I still want to watch it, but it's uh, that, that thought is in the back of my head every time I see it. To be watched. It's like, eh. Yeah. You know, I did that. I waited so long to see American Psycho and finally watched it that I was like, uh, yeah, okay, it's good, but I don't see why well, everyone hypes it up as this amazing film. That's yeah, the problem with films that gain good. cult yeah, status. Exactly. Cause I mean, that's the problem I had with Pulp Fiction. I didn't see Pulp Fiction until I was 23 years old and I was like, this movie's garbage. <laughs> Everybody, and it's only because, you know, if, if nobody would have told me, any, you know, or acted about it like they did. But everybody I always talk to is like, oh, you haven't seen Pulp Fiction? You piece of shit. It's the greatest <laughs> movie ever made. It won the award. Like, people I talk to actually had that like kind of opinion about it. Like, it's such a good movie. Everybody who watches movies needs to watch it. Then I finally did. And I bought it in a wow, – that was a little Christopher Walken-y. There you go. I finally did. I finally did. It was 788 in the bed in Walmart. And I said, wow. I said, wow. That's a good that. film. For that, I'll buy it. I got home. It's like, ah, it's bad. No. No. <laughs> wow. Wow. And then we translate into Owen Wilson. Wow. 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 Yeah, that's why I gave Loki uh, one star. One star? Yeah, Owen Wilson didn't say wow a single time. I was like, this is, this is bullshit. He's going to say, whoa. I'm going to say, Wow. <laughs> Oh, Wilson didn't say wow once. And I was like, what? Wow. Wow. <coughs> he won't say it. I will. Wow. I do need to watch the second episode. I haven't gotten around to I it. I haven't either. First episode was good. It got me intrigued. I did see uh, a video of Owen Wilson watching a video of Tom Hiddleston. 
impersonating Owen Wilson if Owen Wilson played Loki. Holy shit, what's going on here? Yeah, it was a very Alice in the Wonderlandy kind of thing. Yeah. But it was awesome. Because so Thomas Hiddleston was, he quoted a line that Loki says in one of the previous movies. I forget what line it is. But he does it as if he was played by Owen Wilson instead of Tom Hiddleston. And it's good. And it's funny. And Owen Wilson's watching it. I'm there for it. He's laughing. And it's, it was a good Owen Wilson impersonation. I'm down. Only thing we need now is for Hot Toys to make a 1 6 scale Agent Mobius. Mobius. Which is M- Owen Mobius. Wilson. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I realized that was the comic book character's name. Yeah. It's like that's comic books are stupid. They sometimes. are. They are. They're gloriously Mobius dumb. M- Mobius. Yeah. What's <laughs> well, his middle name? Mobius. Mobius. <laughs> Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. Could you imagine his mom getting mad? Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. You go to your room. You piece of shit. <laughs> I almost said something that like, I should not say. He's just down there like, Mom. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I think it's a signal based on the words that almost came out of my mouth that I should stop the podcast. <laughs> Because I almost said something. What'd you almost say? Not yeah. something I'm not going well, don't to say. Say it, but just tell me what you're going to say. <laughs> That's not how this works. It doesn't count if you're just telling me what you're going to say. Yes. Um, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's been a good show. We've now reached two hours, which I feel comfortable in relinquishing my reins. Of the internet, radio, podcast, space, whatever it is, thing, mission, quest, space. Yeah. Two hours, I'm always comfortable. Like, all right, we can, we can cut it off. Yeah. Most people probably don't listen the whole time. That's a long-ass time. Yeah. But I can't help myself. Long, frustrating weeks, two hours of just talking bullshit. It's, uh, it's good shit. It's good shit. It's been a good show or a bad show, depending on um, your personal opinion of us and our show. If you have made it this far, though, apparently you're uh, a good person. You are. You're a great person. You're a good fan. And you've got a real sensible head on your shoulders, you know? Just a level-headed motherfucker. If you've listened this long, you're a good kid. Yeah. Bad, Bad judge, judge character. character. Hell yeah, you are. <laughs> but that's what's great. Variety is the spice of life. Except uh, make sure there's more bad characters like us in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I do like that. Yeah. It's a good thing. <laughs> All right, Martha Stewart. Am I? It's, it's what she always said on her show. It's it, a good it's thing? It's a good thing. Oh, fuck you, Martha Stewart, you <laughs> piece of shit. She's, she's <laughs> on my line 12 years ago. Yep. She's a piece of shit. <laughs> Can you make your eyes go dead a little? <laughs> All right. So first Katie Sackhoff and now Martha Stewart. You're just burning through, man. No, no, no. I have no desires for Martha Stewart. Unless she makes her eyes go dead a little. <laughs> then that's Rafi. That That's Rafi. Oh, the perils of anyone listening that has not watched the shows and films that we have watched. Because most of the shit that comes out of our mouths is from a show or a film. Yeah. 
But this show is over before uh, it gets any worse. It's been a fun time, though. It has been. I, I enjoy it. It's I'm, always the funnest after the roughest weeks. It, correct. Because then it's just drinking a shit ton and saying whatever. Whatever the fuck. Whatever <laughs> comes to mind. And have no fear. Sons, daughters, men and women of the Romans, future. countrymen. Yes, of the future, of the past, of now, of never. Who knows? Have no fear. <laughs> <laughs> because when the show ends, the drinking will go on. Oh, yeah. And we do ask that you do the same. Just don't go anywhere. <laughs> That's yeah. my PSA. Don't drink and drive. Drink at home and do whatever the fuck you yeah, want. Yeah, my PSA. I don't give a fuck if you drink responsibly. No, just hell don't leave no. the house. Correct. Yeah, just just yeah. don't drive anywhere. No, responsibly should never be a thing. Don't drink responsibly. Drink like... Drink till you're happy. Free men. <laughs> That's right. Braveheart said it. <laughs> you know, you took his you took his speech out of context Everything he was saying was all about drinking. Yeah. Drink like free men at home. Yep. Yes. And then listen to our show because it's going to be funnier if you're drinking, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, that's that's not false. No, not at all. I find it funnier when I'm drinking. I don't ever listen to our show, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I, I, was, I don't either. I was referring to when we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't bear the sound of my own voice. Oh, shut up. Have, no, you, ever, you, have you heard... This monstrosity? No, because I don't listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did just say that. Yeah. Fair point. Okay, so we're done. Yep. At two hours. We thank everyone that stuck around this long. If you're listening while working, we hope this spurs something deep in your gut to go home and drink. You know, just makes you want to have a little fun. Yeah, get Loosey-goosey a little bit, you know? Leave work and go home. Yeah, get, yes, do. Yeah, leave work. And Call drink. off. Call off your job's not that important. It's really not. It's really not. If you died tomorrow, they'd replace you Monday. That's right. Happiness is what matters. Yep. Actually, don't take anything we say ever. For you, just don't. It's bad. Bad uh, advice. Bad. I was bad actually shit. being a little serious about that. Were you? Uh, yeah. 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 Well, work's important. I mean, you're right, and it's great, but it shouldn't be the first and most important thing in your life. Because yes, they don't care about you at all, and they will replace you Monday. So take the time to live a little. That's true. That's Do true. you, man? Make yourself happy. Yeah. Take that vacation. Hell yeah, go to Ireland whenever you can. It's a glorious send me pictures glorious so place. It'll be a while before I Just go back. don't go to a weird shop and buy a cigar that will make you sick for twenty four hours. Yeah. I did that. That was a bad yeah. thing. Yeah. Don't do that. Go to Ireland and drink till you're sick for twenty four hours. Yeah, that like yeah. you know, like the countrymen. Correct. When in Rome. When in Rome. When in Ireland, you do as when the Irish do. In Ireland you do. You drink Guinness for breakfast. I'll never forget that, dude. Like 6 a.m., we're walking down the street, headed to a tour bus, and there's people in their garb like they're going to go work at McDonald's having a Guinness on the side of the this road. The I'm like, this, this is like, what's I never up. felt more at home. Right? Like, what are you having for – because we did – we went down to the bar the one or two days. Went down to the bar when we woke up at 8 a.m. Got a, got a guinea before we started walking. Hell yeah. That's, that's, that's the way to – Got to get them legs moving, man. Yep. Can't do it without Guinness. No, it's been a good show. It is. We're done yeah, we're until done. next week or the week after. We don't know. Spoiler alert. We have no fucking clue what we're doing, but we do it anyway because it's sterile <laughs> and we like the taste. No, that another move. Cool. Anyway, um, been a good show. Been a good time. Um, if you want to follow our adventures, which are, are much more sober yeah. and collected online and in the social space. 
you can always find Patrick at his many glorious places. Uh, I'm only doing the two right now. Uh, nah, that's, that's so many. It's Instagram at Ranton, R-A-N-T-I-N. I'm not that drunk. I can still spell words. Underscore Atlantean. That one's a little harder. A-T-L-A-N-T-E-A-N. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say yes. Or on TikTok at Hanji, H-A-N-G-E, capital F-T-W. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you can find my person, mainly just at Instagram, even though I suck at that lately as well, um, at Bearded Toy Man. Um, I believe it's the same on TikTok, though I very rarely use it, except to laugh at other people who are funny and awesome, and I'm not. I sit in my corner and have self-doubts. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Bearded Toy Man. You can find me on TikTok at Bearded Toy Man. And that's about it for the social space. You can always find our show on Instagram at TGP underscore show. We don't really use it, but it's there. I, I realized the other day, because the last episode I was going to post, because um, I went through the work of finding a meme to download to use, and it was going to be Thanos. And I was going to put, what did we talk about in today's episode? Everything. Because we, we were all over the place last time. Like, always. You know. Always. Like this time. Yeah. This but, may be the worst, actually. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. We we were. It's uh, been a bad week, and this may be yeah, the worst. But, I'm, I'm but it's okay. But um, uh, when I got the new phone, uh, the information for that account did not transfer. So I don't have access to that anymore. That's why I haven't posted um, so I don't know if you remember the past. Well, we can discuss it later. Yes, we but, can. Um, that's yes, why – that's because I did want to get more serious about keeping up with the episodes and then realized that I can't because I don't remember the information. Yeah. But I will figure it out. Yeah, we'll get it. But you can always find us on our personal um, social medias where we are much more active if you have anything you'd like to uh, say, except if you're offended, I'm sorry. You still hit us up, and I'll apologize there as well. I can apologize in person and in writing. It's great. It's great. Um, But that is it for this episode. Next episode, we'll talk about who the fuck knows what. Could be great. Could be bad. We'll probably be drunken, so you're good to go on that. So if you tune in for that alone, boy, do we have a show for you. It would be really fun to be on YouTube drunk, dude. Dude, yeah. It would be hilarious. If YouTube allows that sort of thing. Yeah, you can drink on YouTube. Sure. If you're 21 years old. We're gonna. Oh, we're gonna. <laughs> uh, all, all, dude, all we gotta do is pour it into a water bottle first. <laughs> and then just be drinking water bottles well, on the I show. Well, I guess I'm about to start drinking vodka. Yep. Woodcock. Uh, it doesn't have to be a clear water bottle. Oh, good point. Yeah. Nobody will know. They'll never know. No. I mean, come on. Tenacious D's songs are up there. We're good. Right. Anyway, guys, thanks for jumping in. It's been great. It's been fun. It's been phenomenal. Hope you've had as much fun as we have, but you probably haven't. Unless you've been drinking, then you have, which, congratulations. Welcome to the future. But until next time, we have spoken.